There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning to the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. This is a new week on the podcast. We begin our Monday podcast in Matthew chapter 21. We certainly are thankful for the Word of God, thankful for the opportunity we have to preach the Word of God for all of our listeners, our folks that commute, our folks that listen at work, our folks that are listening at homeschool, chapel services, folks just listening at the house. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. We've had quite a few international listeners uh, lately. We certainly appreciate that. We hope it's a help. I hope it's a blessing. And my friend, let somebody know about the podcast, would you? Why don't you send your friends a link, your family a link? We're not going to say anything too crazy on here and get them all out of sorts with you. So just go ahead and send them a link anyway. Tell them to tune in and listen. It'll be a help. We have folks contact us almost every single day. How the podcast has been a help. They've learned something from it. God has shown them something. And uh, we certainly appreciate that. Certainly appreciate that feedback. It helps strengthen us as we continue to do the podcast. So if you have somebody that you know that might be interested or somebody that may not care a bit, might have lost family members, listen, they need a little religiosity in their life, just tell them, say, hey, we know this really cool religious podcast. They don't know how cool I am. And so you can trick them with that. Let them think we're cool. And if you need like a meme or something of me that may make me look cool, then we can send that out, try to be a help to them. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 23 And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority? And boy, that's just the cry of today. It has never changed. Uh, Folks say, how do you do this? How can you say this? By what authority you do these things? And they can see the power of God, but they can't understand why there's power with God. They can see the stir of God, but they can't understand how that a mere man would have that stirring within him in the power of God. They can't see that because they don't have faith. They do not believe that God uh, can work like that. Who are you that God would use you? It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. And a man has a relationship with God and walks with God. That's why a fall, follied man, a foilable man, a man with error in his life, uh, he gets up there and he speaks and he preaches the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ. And there seemingly can be power with God. How do you know it's power with God? Because your heart's moved when he was with us. And your heart stirred when he was with you. And your heart was stirred in the things of God and your desire for God and that burning and yearning for the word of God grew within you. That's how you know it's the power of God. It's not a manifestation of shouting or violent jerking or seizures or turning cartwheels or driving your car, squealing the wheels in circles around a parking lot. No, it's in a manifestation of the word of God within the saint of God 
And that stirring, and by the way, in that time, there is a hope for a sinner. Why? Because it's a visitation from God, that God would manifest himself. And our desire is that God would manifest himself to sinners. But what they didn't like is who is this man by which these things are done? Who gave thee this authority? It's one of the great errors uh, that people have a misunderstanding of is in the authority versus the power. There are things you have power to do, but you don't have the authority to do. There are things you have the authority to do, but you don't have the power to do. I have authority over my home, but I don't have power to change my family. It's going to take a work of God. I can do certain things within my power, but overall, as far as changing the hearts, the lives of my children, my wife, that's going to take God himself to do it. Yet I have the authority over my home. There's times in the pulpit I have the power of preaching, but I don't have the authority because I'm not the pastor of the church. I can only go so far, and a pastor can get up, and he can shut down the things that I've taught and the things that I've said, and he has the authority to do so. And so, again, it's a difference between power and authority. But what we come is we come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How we pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's by his name that we ask. It's by his name that we claim. It's by his name that we make petition, as we talked Friday on the podcast. We ask anything. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. They don't like authority. Rebels don't like authority. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So he, knowing their hearts, knowing their thinking, he's going to trip them up with a question. And it's a legitimate question. He says, the baptism of John, whence was it? Oh, they love John the Baptist. All right, John the Baptist is dead and gone. It's kind of like uh, Lester Roloff and Oliver Green and uh, men today. Oh, they love them. They love their message. They love their memory. They love talking about them, but yet they don't believe what those men believe. They believe what those men believe. They live holy. They live right because those men preach holiness and godliness. And yet I've heard both those men preach things that were doctrinally incorrect. And people say, well, who are you to correct those men? I didn't correct them. Only God himself is going to correct them. I just said I've heard them preach things that were doctrinally incorrect. Did you know that Oliver Green would preach things that I absolutely would disagree with, with the word of God? Yet if he's on the radio, I try to listen to him every day. Why? Because he's a man of God and he teaches things and instructs things that are a help to me. I've heard Lester Roloff say things that I absolutely disagreed with. There's two things I've heard Lester Roloff say even recently. I could take the Bible and prove them wrong with the light that God has given me in the word of God. And folks say, well, who are you to correct Lester? It's not by the authority or power. It's in the truth of the word of God. It's not in who I am. It's who Jesus Christ is. Likewise, I've said things on this podcast. There are people sitting there going, well, I can prove that wrong with the word of God. Well, you have that power to do that because of the word of God, because of the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Every person has that within them. The problem is, again, he asked about the baptism of John. They loved John. They loved the memory of John. They liked the idea of John. But he said, was it of heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves. Now, here they are, respecter of persons. Their, their thoughts are accusing and excusing one another. They're looking at one another, considering each other. Can we still be friends after this? They're getting together and come up with a synopsis. That's what religion does today. They all get together and come up with a position. They come up with a stand. Hey, let's let's take this. No man has the power to, in the word of God today to just take a stand and do what God wants him to do in the power of God. And yet 
that's what God requires of us to take a stay. If you lived on a desert island in the middle of nowhere, uh, off the coast of Africa in the Sahara band, 50, 50 miles off the coast, you're still obligated to live for God. You're still obligated. You had better choose what you believe now because you get in that position. You're not going to know what you believe. Let me consult my friends. Let me go call my pastor. Let me go call my buddy. Let me go consult the two guys I went to Bible school with. Let me go consult the head honcho, see what he thinks about this. That's what they really are doing. They reason with themselves, saying, if we shall say from heaven, there's their honor one of another. God can't honor that. He said, he was saying to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people for all hold John as a prophet. And so they couldn't answer him. Jesus Christ knew that. And they said this, they answered Jesus said, we cannot tell. And he said to them, neither tell you, or neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. And so if you're not going to tell me, Jesus, I'm not going to tell you. You can't answer the simple question about John. Was it of God or was it of man? They couldn't answer that. So Jesus Christ said, well, I'm not going to tell you then why I do these things. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second, and he said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father. So it's interesting. He illustrates it with this story. He illustrates it with this understanding to know that one didn't do what he said he would do. One wasn't going to do it, but then he went ahead and did it. And he said, which one did the will of the Father? And that's all they need to understand. Why? It's about the authority. It's about who's made this decision. Who sent them to work the Father did? Who's obligated to go to the vineyard? They both are. Why? Because the authority was there to tell them to go. And the Word of God is that authority. And the Word of God tells you you have that authority to go and to do and to understand and to believe you have that authority. Yet, men reject that authority. Why? They will not submit themselves under the hand of a man that teaches such things as the Word of God. Most religious zealots that deny the Word of God, I've learned, they learned something years ago, and they've not learned anything since. They have a position paper, they have a position book, they have a series of commentaries. They pick and choose which authors they read after, usually based on a man's opinion. They'll search out four or five men and say, "What? who do you read after? Who do you, man asked me recently, he said, brother, who do you read after? I said, well, to be honest, I don't. You know, if I had anybody, I'd, I read after Burke. Uh, you know, I did. I read after Ambrose until I read all the Ambrose books. I haven't gone back and visited too many of them. I read after Smelling. Uh, I read after many, many authors, but they're all historians. They're not Bible authors because I have the Word of God. It's not that I'm against that. It's not that I deny that. A man told me one time, he said, Brother, he said, he said a lot of things, you, you, you remind me of A.W. Pink. And I said, well, who's that? At the time, I didn't understand that. He explained who A.W. Pink was. That was kind of an insult to me, brother. He said, well, you know, he's a Calvinist, but you can learn a lot of good things. Just read between the lines, you know. And the guys today are reading Bullinger, you know, saying, well, you can learn a lot of good things from Bollinger, but I know guys are absolutely snared in the deceit of Bollinger. And so I don't read those things. Well, I have the authority of the Word of God. I don't have to pick and choose who I follow and what preacher I follow. I don't have to go out in the Midwest and, and find the guru and bow down at his feet and say, teach me, teach me, teach me. I don't have to contact the missionary overseas and say, teach me, teach me, teach me. No, I have the Word of God. And if you're saved by the grace of God, you not only have the Word of God, you have the Holy Ghost. 
And he will teach you all things. That's not some kind of arrogant statement. You need a man to guide you. You need a man to show. You need a man to teach you the way of Christ more perfectly. But understanding of the word of God, you sit in the congregation of the righteous, in the assembly of the believer, and you sit there and you understand and you learn because the preaching of the word of God pleases God and he will instruct you and write you and not leave you in a destitute position. Men don't believe that either today. They believe their guru is the only one that can help. They don't believe the little small guy on the side of the road that runs eight people. They don't believe he can help anybody. They don't believe that because they don't believe the word of God. They don't think that, that pastor that only has a few folks come. They don't believe he can help it. You got to go to the guru. You got to go to the guy that's got all this figured out. They say, you know, he has 250 people coming because he's such a knowledgeable man of scripture. No, he just has a good personality where he knows how to really kind of keep the books running. Or he just has that dynamic uh, ability to reach people with his kind. It doesn't mean you're a safe man. It doesn't even mean you know the Lord. It just means you have a dynamic personality and people are attracted to that. And guys say, well, how about these churches running 2,000? You know, there are people that go to churches, they don't even know their pastor. And that was never God's intent. That was never God's way. What power do you do these things? By what authority do you do these things? How can you speak of these things? Well, one said he'll go. The other said he would not go. And one ended up going, one did not go. They lied, they deceived, they flipped it around. So Jesus said, Whither them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him the first. Jesus said to them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Why? Because they wouldn't believe the word of God. And so they're the ones that said, No, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. But they would not go. They're the ones that did not believe God. That's why he said the harlots and the publicans who said, We will not. We're not going to go, but they end up going into the vineyard. Why? They believe the words of Jesus Christ. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and, and ye, when you had seen it, repented not afterward that you might believe him. He's telling them this. The publicans and the harlots believed John. They believed the word of God. When I came to this earth, John had them ready. John had them prepped. When he preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he came in the way of righteousness. You did not believe him. But the publicans and harlots believed him. And when you had seen it, repented not afterwards. Seen what? The kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ. Yet the publicans and the harlots came to where he was. The lepers came to where he was. The dead were raised again. People with the issue of blood. People with problems, people with physical ailments, people with sicknesses, they came to him. People with children that were full of devils, men filled with devils, they came to Jesus Christ. Why? They believed the preaching of John. And they enter in first. He said, he'll end before you. Why? You do not believe. You will not repent. I know simple people, as we taught Friday, I know simple people without a great education. Some folks don't even have high school equivalency degrees. There are folks I know that went through about ninth or 10th grade, but they believe the word of God. They've entered into Jesus Christ. They have faith and they read the King James Bible with a gusto, with a fervency. They love the word of God. They love his words that he speaks to them. I know people with doctorate degrees, PhD, DD, LSD is all behind their name. And yet they do not spend time with him. They don't have a relationship with him. They brag about that education, but they don't have any kind of fellowship with the father and with the son, Jesus Christ. That's what he's speaking of. And that's the illustration here. And my friend, if you're despondent, out there looking for help, looking for hope, it's found in the words that Jesus Christ speaks, the word of God. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. 
and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing